Welcome back, everybody. I'm one half of your Haleo Lifestyle podcast, Chris Griffin, and we have two very special guests here today. I'll let them introduce themselves. And uh, Jordan said no, but I guess we'll start off with Jordan. Say hello. Hi. And her better half, Mike. What's going on? And so uh, before we dive deep into giving each other a hard time, apparently like we already have, uh, I guess I want to take a second and definitely uh, for the two of them to chime in and sort of help me out as we talk about the direction that Helio's going. And um, what I mean by that is... First off, the brand is, we're sort of going to change our name how we have it listed right now. So right now, it's known as Helio Boutique, um, but starting next week or within the next two weeks, we're going to launch our men's line with Helio. Yeah. All right? You know, it's about time. <laughs> you know, out of all these women brands um, that we've all helped put together in some way, shape, or form, this is the first time I can actually wear something. Yeah. <laughs> so... Helio believes in equality. Thanks, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, so when we do that, I, I, like personally, it sounds a little weird to me. It feels a little weird to have like a uh, male and female's clothing line, but keep it with a feminine name, Helio Boutique, or something. It feels a little foreign. Right. And I don't. It's not that bad. Yeah. I mean, the, the word boutique is. It, it, the is boutique word. Feminine. Feminine. It, yeah. 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 It usually describes a woman's. Well, I've never gone to shop Store. at a boutique before. So. Yeah, see, and, and that's where, too, and like as we get more engaged with uh, interacting and uh, having uh, people living an active lifestyle, not necessarily the gym, whether they're rock climbing or doing yoga at the park, um, and we start bringing more of that into our brand, I feel like, yeah, we're not necessarily just a boutique selling rompers. Um, <laughs> we're sort of going the direction that, we, like I said, we envisioned um, that we want to take it. The everyman. <laughs> the every person. Every, 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 oh, every person. Sorry. The every person. Get off this whole man thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and so we will be, I mean, like the people aren't going to change. It's still very uh, good people that are heading up the brand. And with the support of you all, you can keep us in check. But the name will be changing from Helio Boutique to Helio Lifestyle Athletica. Um, I just feel like that sort of will encompass everything that we'd like to interact and engage with. And I feel like it's a safe bet, and uh, it sort of speaks to our personalities. And I right. think um, the personalities of everyone listening to this now. Yeah, we're not all, you know, fitness people trying to do the same thing with co our fitness goals and stuff. But, you know, just like you said, anything, anything active. Yeah. Something comfortable to wear no matter what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah, so. and, and that's, that's going to be a huge uh, blueprint for how we take the apparel that we put together in the future and the people that we interact with and get to associate with the brand. And I guess that's a perfect segue into like how we're introducing the men's stuff. We're going to be doing two collaborations with two uh, unique situations or one's a, a foundation, another is a group of people um, doing an amazing adventure. So the first one for the first male shirt, it would come out green. It's pretty much, um, it's very minimal. It will have the logo on the left sleeve and if you're huge and swole like my kids it'll look like hugs, a compression hugs the, <laughs> hugs the guns hugs everything all over <laughs> um, it shows all of his hard work and uh <laughs> and so that's going to be directly associated with uh, the fallen patriot foundation and for those of y'all who might 
not know what that is or who they are and what they do. Basically, um, if they're service members um, who have had children and let's say they have fallen in combat, um, this foundation helps raise money and awareness and also helps use that money to help pay these children's way through schools. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think that all uh, touches our heart, and it's very important to us, especially since we're all directly relate, relate, uh, associated, associated with the military. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, there's that, and we can go into more details later on once we release that, and we'll have it on the website and stuff. But uh, the other one um, is a, it'll be a red shirt with a big graphic on the front of it, and that's where the road ends. And these are Army vets. Um, that are literally riding their motorcycles from Dead Horse, Alaska, that's above the North Pole, all the way to Argentina. So that's through Patagonia, and I'll drop some links for everyone. Yeah, and, uh, you see the trailer. Like, what's the mindset you got to be to do that? I think that is, uh, that's an important question. That's I think. like such a, like, I get frustrated having to drive too long. I can't imagine... Riding a motorcycle. And negative, like, 40, negative 50, and imagine the wind, oh like, gosh. on top of that. Yeah. The trailer for the documentary is actually insane. Their beards are frozen in ice. Yeah. So they're, like, so they're earning these shirts. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. I just actually, we just got them in, and I just sent it out to them yesterday. Oh, cool. uh, and it's, they're all the way in. They're in Colombia now. They're still not going to be done for, like, another two months. But like they're it's out of Alaska though. Oh yeah, there will be yeah, so. that from yeah. And uh, we're just driving. We're just riding through Colombia now. No big deal. Right? You know, I mean, to me, I can barely get through like the allergy seasons in Texas oh without my gosh. body shutting down. And without imagine going from like negative forty, negative fifty, all the way to like one hundred and twenty degree, like one hundred percent humidity in like a period of like two months. Yeah, it's it's horrible. I'm I'm wondering like the traveling, like, are you just able to go from? place to place with no issue as far as like see i know i couldn't like yeah. i have an issue going whenever like i go to colorado and the yeah. elevation there my like after about a day and a half my body shuts down yeah. and my body's um, it's a wimp like that yeah. i mean even like do they need passports or yeah, yeah i'm sure yeah. yeah just to cross the border on yeah the i think they definitely because what they did from my understanding is they went out the year prior and they scouted a bunch of this oh, and nice. so even like right now what they just got done with is they literally threw the rainforest through the forest and the jungle, they push their motorcycles through. They didn't. There's not roads everywhere they go. So they actually, on some parts, they have it coordinated with, um, I guess, Sherpas or um, people that will just track like their their path, and they'll put it on canoes. They'll go down rivers, and then they're literally just pushing their motorcycle through the so jungle until they come out on the other side. Riding in the middle of the jungle in canoes with their Harley Davidson on the boat. On yeah, the well, these. I would, yeah, these are. I think they're. Kawasaki, I can't, like, yeah, thank God we're not sponsored by it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Special kind of motorcycle. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like well, these, well, from my understanding, these are two sort of like, I mean, did, did you ever play paintball and there was like the Tipman 98? Or if you think about an AK-47, and like an AK-47, you see them in movies where they dunk them in water, they dunk them in sand and mud, and they still get up and work. That's like, so good. Right. Yeah, that, so that's what, from my understanding, those are the kind of motorcycles they have right now. They don't do anything amazing, but they do everything okay, and yes. though they can pretty much get through anything. Nice. Clearly. Nice. And yeah. yeah. And so we'll have these two shirts, um, and definitely, yeah, with all the, like, we definitely need to bring one or two of them on if we can once they get to a point, or maybe after they're done. Um, and so these two, like, as we introduce these shirts, basically a percentage of uh, each purchase is going to go to support them. 
is wow. going to go to support the Fallen Patriot Foundation so they can help give more money to these kids going to school. And it's going to basically, um, as we launch these shirts and they're still out there in the wilderness, uh, we'll be able to give them some money to help pay their trackers and Sherpas to get them from one point to another. Because I think, from my understanding, that the last uh, the Sherpa that's going to be meeting them, like in Patagonia, and like to finish out Argentina, it's costing them like twelve or fifteen grand. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. So it's not wow. cheap. Yeah. Um, but they do have a lot of support. They do have a lot of very good sponsors. I know they have Gerber. Um, they have a nice. couple. Yeah. And so, awesome. but the thing is, if y'all haven't seen it yet, definitely check out the trailer. Um, it just it will blow your mind. And it's, what's, yeah. the, what's the name of it again? It is Where the Road Ends. Where the Road Ends. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, that's basically um, how we sort of envisioned when we put Halo together, what we wanted to do. We wanted, we're just good people, we want to do good things, and we wanted to introduce a brand that we felt could be a little bit more genuine and give back. And not just say it, but right. be proactive. And I feel like now we're at the point to where we can do it. And we're going to associate with these people that not only are doing great things, but they're living an active lifestyle. And it's not just the gym. They're not just they're I'm not CrossFit living. athletes. They're I mean they're literally they're full. They're living active in any kind of environment that you can think of. Right. And when you see these guys that are doing uh, this motorcycle expedition, like they're not the most most athletic looking people at all. But I think with their mindset and the conditioning that they do have, I'm probably Mentally like athletic. cigarettes and Guinness, you know, <laughs> gets them through everything. Mental fortitude is athleticism. Right. And, uh, and that's sort of like how it directly ties into the brand and the foundation of like the image um, that, that we feel like we'd like to best uh, showcase. That's a good way to put yeah. it. It's an awesome way to introduce the men's line. Right, I you know. A couple guys are just riding their bikes <laughs> for two years Rugged, straight. Yeah. <laughs> Everything you would ever want to represent a men's clothing line. But nice. that's just why I love being part of this brand because, I mean, through social media and everything, everybody's coming out with their own clothing line. And um, it's hard to be original nowadays, but more so it's just hard to like get people to support you because... You need a reason. It can't just be... You have a message. You right. Have a message. You have, there yeah. has to be some sort of reason for why people are going to want to support you. And just being able to do genuine things like this and support good people and good foundations. And it's just, that's what makes... It feels Helio, like it gives life a purpose. Right, yeah. That's yeah. what makes Helio different. I mean, we're, we're trying to give back and just... Be genuine. I don't know. Yeah. No, and that's the thing. It's not about us shouting on the top of our roof saying that we're doing all these nice things. It's right. just by uh, we feel like we're actually being active. It's not just something uh, that we're just going to say and then sprinkle it in when convenient. Yeah. Like, but oh, you, but so you're putting out, you put out a good product, though. You put out a good product, and mm -hmm. then when you buy that good product that you're going to buy regardless from anywhere, anybody, right. it actually gives to a good cause as well, so... Yeah. yeah, double win. It's a win, right? win. Good yeah. quality, but a good cause behind it. Just because we want to. Yeah. And because we can. Yeah, you know? exactly. And, and the leggings are good quality. <laughs> yeah. Jordan's yeah. butt looks amazing. Oh, All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got the husband stamp of approval. <laughs> no. But, yeah, that's why I just love being a part of it, and I'm really excited for when we do expand. And it's you know it's a it's a grind. It's been a slow process. You know building. A genuine following but that's you know to be expected we don't have um you know a million followers right now but that's okay we're just trying to reach like genuine people yeah that want you know good quality clothes of course they're cute they're great for whatever you do in the gym or 
yoga, whatever, like you said. Goat, goat yoga. Goat, goat yoga. yoga. <laughs> we did that. Yes, we right. did do goat yoga. <laughs> Had my Helio shirt on while doing it. Is that right? <laughs> and it looked amazing. And it was awesome, but yeah, just supporting good people and good causes it just makes me excited i definitely tried to open up my my little topo chico bottle as quiet as possible that was probably the most loud <laughs> like sneaky water bottle opening of all time yeah sorry yeah. if you guys heard that those will get you you know, a little thirsty uh, yes i need my throat is getting a little bit dry um so now that we got that out of the way um i'd like to uh, i guess introduce a little bit more of y'all and um like what you do and um, like, what are your nine to fives? And like, why do you do them? So I guess, Mike, for you, what? I guess, what do you do? Uh, well, <laughs> right now, um, well, right now, I've been running a GNC store for a while now, and then I'm also uh, um, dabbling in the world of training. I've been in the fitness world for about, let's say, ten years now. I've competed a variety of times, dieting right now to compete as well. And uh, I wanted to start helping people with the knowledge I've gathered just because there's a lot of knowledge out there that isn't really good knowledge. How many yeah. times did I say knowledge? Like knowledge. 10 times? It's about knowledge. <laughs> it's knowledge. about knowledge. About what's his face that and, uh, has the books in the garage yeah. with the car. <laughs> knowledge. So, like, so, uh, so basically, yeah, I'm just I'm wanting to help people. And... I, I, that's, that's what I'm doing right now. So what are like, and these are probably questions. I think I may even ask these before. I may not have, but I've at least thought them like, what are the most common things that you see when, um, stereotypes when people walk into a, a supplement store and GNC and mm -hmm. they're like, and they, let's say, excuse me. Oh man. Um, they want to be bigger. They want to get bigger. And so they just bring, I don't, I mean, they just, do they just come up to you and just dump a whole bunch of stuff well, let's, at checkout? Let's, or the thing is, like for you, and, or they have, they have their best friend who is the subject matter expert. They yeah. may have pointed them down this path. And the thing is, they might, it might have it ingrained in their mind that this is what they need to get. Like how do you actually communicate or talk, to, talk someone down by necessarily going down a path to where they got advice from someone that uh, may be giving them some misinformation? Well, the biggest thing with me... And I'll, I'll tell Jordan whenever I, whenever I talk to people, I'm very honest. And I'm, I, have, I still have a, a respectful manner of how I talk to people, but I'm, I'll be honest with people. Most of the time people come in thinking either they need a lot more than they need or they think they don't need anything at all. So I just break it down and I always start with nutrition and they're working out. The cool thing about me is I'm not going to sit here and push and pedal everything that you can take. I'm real about real real about um, minimalism, especially when it comes to supplements. Um, especially, I feel like my hardest thing, surprisingly, it's not with the guys trying to get big. It's mostly with the women and the misconceptions with what they're allowed to take and yeah. the toning and the bulking and the I can't take protein because I don't want to get muscular and that's Just a lot of weird misconceptions about lifting and supplements and stuff so women. so i mean have you ever changed someone's mind in like the brief period where they've come into the store and may have felt that way have you ever been successful to where oh, yeah. like you've seen the light switch go off um to where uh she like, like this may per this person may have completely changed their mindset yes most most definitely it's just 
sometimes you, you have to be a little bit more blunt with people. And mm-hmm. I'll tell them, I'm like, you can keep doing what you're doing, but obviously it's not working. That's why you're here. Yeah. And I feel like the biggest, the biggest thing that I could tell anybody, especially women, is you need to lift weights if you want to achieve that that tone physique that you're trying to look for, that you're trying to get most they always say toned like i don't want to be muscular i just want to be toned but what does that mean what what are they really trying to say when they're telling you that toned yeah it means they want to see they want to be definition? lean and see muscle definition yeah. right yeah so it's just it's just yeah it's honestly <laughs> i'm drawing a blank right now no so do you i guess my biggest thing is and uh do you feel like somebody yeah, you work directly in the supplement business, but do you honestly feel like someone needs supplements to attain like a realistic mm-hmm. goal? Honestly, most of your results are going to come from your nutrition and your working out. There are certain supplements that I do that I take consistently that I believe in when it comes to like multivitamins, um, electrolytes, uh, protein shakes. I'll use just as a matter of convenience most yeah, of the time. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, your basic minerals and vitamins and stuff for like anti, anti-inflammatories and then fish oils, but those are like core products for like health. As far as like muscle building supplements, I really don't think that there's a huge necessity. I feel they're more, they're more kind of... For culture? No, like in a culture sense? Well, like, I feel like, I feel like a lot of the stuff, a lot of the stuff is, yeah, it's like, I want to take pre-workout because I've had my workouts are better. Do you need pre-workout? No. No. But you get an energy kick, you yeah. feel stronger yeah. on it. You know? the, yeah, no, and that's for, and I think Rob Bailey, I watched one of his things where people would t- ask him, like, why he, he takes what he takes. And it, he's like, it's not necessarily to get bigger. It's because I like the experience mm-hmm. of being on it. And, like, when, obviously, to me, it, it seems so common sense. But when at, when someone else says it and it registered with me, it's like, yes, I enjoy taking pre-workout because of the experience I get when I'm yes, on it. Yeah, it yes. doesn't necessarily make me give me my biggest lifts or anything else. Mm-hmm. It just, it, I feel like it helps put me in the right mindset to do what I need to do. Yeah, and, yeah. But, yeah, could I go in there and do it without it? Yeah. You I can't, you I can't. I don't. I don't use pre-workout at all. I can't. Well, yeah. I, I personally don't humble enjoy brag. my We got a humble brag right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying people but are different. You but, don't need yeah, it to put yeah. muscle yeah. I mean, you don't need it to have a good workout. It's just like, I don't enjoy the experience yeah. with it, where you might love it. I love, I love the experience. I, I love using pre-workout. I feel such a significant difference, and it's mainly because you're getting that stimulant boost, but it's not the same as if you did coffee. That's that's a lot of people say I just drink coffee, but it's completely yeah. different. But it's 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 relative to the person. So it's just everybody's different. And honestly, you you need to eat and just train hard. So what do you say? Because I've heard this a lot in the past as well. Um, where like I like I think multivitamins are important, especially if you're training really hard, maybe a little bit extra than you normally would. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so what do you say to individuals who basically say multivitamins are a waste and you're basically just peeing everything out and it's just ex- yeah. like it's excessive. But like personally, I know like I, f- I felt a difference. Yeah. Um, so what would you say to, I guess, if you were debating or if you're trying to educate somebody that had that mindset? Well, the thing with multivitamins is people, it's not something you feel instantly. So it's hard to convince someone that it's working. And the, the best way I can describe it is just through anecdotal evidence from myself yeah to where 
if I stop taking my vitamins for three or four days, and this happened to Jordan yesterday, and I told her, are you taking your vitamins? <laughs> I, I'll start getting uh, muscle spasms, yeah. like little random twitches and muscle groups. Yeah, so yeah, your, eyes, yeah. your eyes will start twitching. Or, <laughs> I have or, that problem regardless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, cramp, or cramps or, and stuff like that, and it's because of lack of nutrition, lack of minerals, um, lack of your vitamins. Now, there are different brands of vitamins that are better than others. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say you don't pee out a lot of this stuff. I yeah. mean, there's a certain class of vitamins and multivitamins that you pee out that you don't use and they're, yeah, they're yeah. water soluble. But I always make sure to get a good vitamin that's tested for disintegration in the body. And that's just comes from research and knowing your stuff. And those centra, those, I'm not even going to say brand names, those cheaper vitamins that you see <laughs> you where it. you get, where you get like a month's supply for like, for like, eight bucks there's a reason it's they're eight, eight bucks, bucks. yeah, yeah. yeah. so the the walmart gummies aren't doing me no walmart good. no walmart <laughs> they taste uh, i feel like i could have 10 yeah, of them yeah and uh like not only do i get my sugar fix i also feel healthier <laughs> I, 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 I have an I'm issue healthier. i have an issue <laughs> i always i always have an issue with people who add calories to your vitamins i'm like you're literally adding calories now to the vitamin part of your part of your regimen yeah. i'm like and i'll have people they'll get chewable in like 10 different vitamins. I'm like, that's like two to 300 calories you're eating in vitamins, in vitamins <laughs> yeah. not including all the other stuff you're eating throughout the day. So it's just, I'm, I understand if you have trouble with pills, but if you have trouble with pills and I say do powders, yeah. avoid the gummies and the chews. Have new. you, have you tried, uh, and I'm, I know I hate to keep bringing up, uh, Rob Bailey and Dan Bailey, but they, awesome right. They are. Um, <clears throat> But have you ever tried like the powdered fat burners? Like that's the first time. Mm-hmm. Really, I know they have. They've had to exist for a while, but that's the first time I've really noticed that. I think a bigger brand has pushed like a powdered fat burner. Mm-hmm. Like, have have you tried one of those before? Yeah, I've I've I've, I've used them, and the term fat burner too is very yeah, misused as yes, well. It's it just is, yeah. it's thermogenic. It doesn't mm-hmm. nothing actually burns fat. That came from back in the day when they had like ephedrine and stuff that would actually create dramatic weight loss, but. Um, I've tried the powder fat burners. They they work good if I ever use them. Like right now, I have one at the house. If I use it, I'll add some additional ingredients that'll support my workout, like some additional arginine or citrulline because mm-hmm. they're ultimately designed to heat up your body and help you burn more calories, but there's nothing in there for like strength yeah. and or, a pump, or, or a pump or anything like yeah. that. So um, yeah, they, I mean, they work good. Again, to be honest, I've done... I've gotten just as in shape without supplements as mm-hmm. I have with supplements. So I'll take certain things, and if they make me a 1% to 2% better, then I don't see a problem in taking them. But I don't rely on supplements, and I think a lot of people need to get out of that mindset. Right. So I guess I have two things. And one, like the second question, we're going to go back in time a little bit. But for the first one, I guess, yes, not everyone, we don't need supplements. But if you were to say hey to someone this is a good introduction or mm-hmm. a starter pack that could help set you on the path regardless like who you are um, mm-hmm. and you're just going to the gym to try to lift and be healthy I guess what would you sort of point in their direction the main thing would be what I take I'd put a multivitamin I'd put them on a fish oil fish oil has a variety of benefits health benefits in the body it's kind of like if you think of your body as a car that's going to be like your motor oil yeah, it just helps yeah. everything function properly 
Um, but what about the burps? <laughs> well, that, that's that's How the thing. You, you got to get enteric coated. Enteric coated fish oil doesn't digest directly in the stomach. It bypasses the stomach for digestion. So yeah. you have to make sure it's enteric coated so you don't burp it up. Yeah. The, so cheap, the cheaper fish oil is usually well, burp, you, you burp I, up. You put out everything. <laughs> I guess I need to go shop somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, honestly, I put a lot of... Um, beginners i'll put them on a protein shake because most people don't consume enough protein throughout the day i'll put them on a good protein shake and then i mean honestly amino acids are really helpful too um they're full of electrolytes nowadays so that's that's pretty much it a protein shake fish oil and a multivitamin is where i'll start majority okay. of people off yeah. depending on their goals but that's pretty base yeah that's pretty base pretty core yeah. supplements that's good yeah that's good to know it's good to hear from like do you take any supplements uh yeah probably more than i should yeah um yeah no i, I definitely have a caffeine dependency yeah. that I, i've cornered myself with um so i will get uh caffeine migraines Ooh, if wow. i don't I get it yeah, yeah if i go through like a like some days i'll forget about taking it and it'll be fine but then there's other mornings where i'll wake up it's like 11 o'clock and then all of a sudden like i might be a little light sensitive or i got a little bit of a tingling and where i need caffeine and wow. i need that, I need that I quick shot and yeah. that yeah that's my fault um and i think I've, it's a military I'm, thing honestly i mean I the, the military people... culture is really terrible with energy drinks and coffee and caffeine, yeah, um, and especially because we're getting up early in the morning and we're going, 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 and it's very, it's high octane. Yeah, and there could be portions where we're sitting around doing nothing, but what are we doing during that time? Drinking, we're drinking, yeah, drink. we're drinking energy drink or some kind of caffeine, <laughs> and uh, it's like I know, and that's the thing I've consciously, consciously, uh, I've weaned myself off as much as I have. Um, so like I, like I was in the mornings. When I wouldn't work out, I still have an energy drink. Mm. Um, and But I've taken myself off of that recently to where I've just gone back to coffee. Mm. And, like, that may not be a huge difference, um, but at least for me right now, mentally, I'm, like, sort of, I'm winding myself back to where, like, instead of having, you know, right? Yeah. You yeah. shake that monkey, man. You got yeah. the monkey on your back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, but I don't take creatine. Um, just because I feel like with the older I get and how heavy I am, especially with these military PT tests, mm -hmm. it's already hard enough to run, like mm -hmm. being 217 pounds. Oh, yeah. And like I remember when I first joined the Air Force, I was 167 pounds and I could do like a 5K in uh, 18 and a half minutes. Like I could do a mile and a half and the, my fastest time ever was like 845. Wow. And now a mile and a half for me takes around 10, 50, 11 minutes. And uh, so like taking creatine to where like I'm re retaining water. If I, I guess creatine has gotten so much advanced it's, it's from the, high school. It's, yeah, it's a certain types of creatine. Yeah, now, it's yeah. gotten so advanced and like yeah, in our high school days to where it's just the monohydrate. Mm -hmm. You got this big canister of white powder <laughs> and you just mix it. Mix it yeah. with sugar. Yeah, sugar. yeah, and <laughs> uh, and orange juice and uh and. But yeah, I just didn't want, I don't, I feel like I don't need it because I don't train that way, at yeah. least for me. But it's yeah, pre-workout. I don't, I rarely take protein powders now. I feel like I try to get, like what you're saying, I try to get a lot of it through my nutrition, mm -hmm. whether it's pizza or tacos. Nice. Um, oh, right? yeah. so Lots of protein. protein. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Wow, <that's, laughs> yeah. And, um, those are good sources right there. But I will, I will <laughs> do uh, a multivitamin. Um, I will do, and I do have BCAAs. Yeah. Um, I, it's like, yeah, when I have a sugar kick, I know it's not necessarily the best thing to do always, but I'll, I'll take, I'll drink some BCAA to go from buying something at the gas station down the street. Yeah, Most definitely. definitely a better yeah. alternative to the yeah, I've actually been reading into BCAAs a lot and I'm starting to find out, it seems like a complex of all the aminos 
is more beneficial than the actual BCAs. Really? Yeah. So I've been actually reading it. I've been diving into that, and it's it's you have to get a good amino complex where it's all the aminos and you sip on it during your training yeah and it's best to sip it depending on the person with a with mixed with carbs during your training and your body just utilizes those aminos a lot more efficiently so like an intra yeah intra workout yeah and so where would you i guess because like yeah like you were saying earlier not everything is created equal when mm -hmm. it comes to the supplement game like all the stuff i've been buying and burping up is definitely uh, i guess i won't go to walmart anymore yeah most um, definitely. but so i guess when it comes to this where would you direct people to look uh, for this a kind of well there's a bunch of different places and like you said walmart isn't the best when the multivitamins <laughs> are next to the just for men hair care products like but they have <laughs> but they have power crunch bars yeah. and they are and they are delicious i think everywhere has power crunch bars now. <laughs> they're not exclusive to walmart well, i guess i'm learning a lot of new things today but there's a reason they have it there because it's a one-stop shop you know they want to keep you in there but um the the main places, I mean, you can get supplements anywhere nowadays. The big thing is a lot of those places when you go buy supplements, though, is there somebody there that actually knows what they're talking about? So there's a few places I would go. I mean, I know I would go to like my GNC with us mm -hmm. being a franchise and not a corporately owned. It's a completely different experience. Yeah. Um, but Vitamin Shop always has a good amount of products. Um, there's a few places here locally, but Vitamin Shop and GNC are pretty much everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I would just suggest researching yourself and not reading all your research off of one source, like bodybuilding.com, where everybody goes to and they come in recommending the same supplement. So it's just right, yeah. just read yeah. and learn and educate yourself. That's how I learned everything, and it helped out a lot. It just So now with my second question, what... <laughs> Like, what was it, like, going back in time that, because um, I've seen, like, your before picture mm -hmm. from back before you really fully engulfed yourself in all this. What was it where you woke up one day and you were triggered and you were like, you know, this is this is it for me, this athletic, fitness, weightlifting lifestyle, this is my path that I want to choose in life? Honestly, I just wanted to get more girls. Yeah. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Mission accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that had nothing to do with it. Um, <laughs> I started. I started lifting when I was 19, just because when I was in, I was I was living in California at the time. I was going to school, and my buddy came in. He's like, "Mike, your stomach looks fat. You look skinny, fat." Because I was skinny like my whole life, and I never paid attention. And he told me that I was like. And I looked at myself, I was like, oh, I guess I am kind of skinny fat. So I bought a gym membership, just started going, yeah. had no idea what I was doing. I was that guy in the gym asking all the big guys, how do you work out this muscle and Our that day, muscle? <laughs> how do you get the side abs <laughs> popping and <laughs> all those abs. stupid questions? Yeah. And that, I still I mean, have those questions now. They're not, they're not <laughs> stupid, but they're, yeah. it's just those, those newbie questions. Yeah, yeah. And I just started reading magazines. That was popular when I was younger, magazines. Flex, which, muscular yeah, development. Yeah, muscular development, yeah. Which, which are dying, the, yeah. the last of a dying breed right there. Mm -hmm. But um, I started reading those, and I was like, I was like, I started, I saw Jay Cutler's diet, who's a 300-pound bodybuilder, and I was like, let me follow this diet. So I followed his diet, and I just was eating, eating, and eating, <laughs> eating, and eating, eating, and next next thing I know, I was two hundred, almost two hundred and eighty pounds. Holy crap! Yeah, see, I didn't see that picture. Oh, yeah. you should see it. Two hundred and eighty pounds. Does this one ever come out? Does this picture yeah. ever really make the light of day? No, yeah, because the before and after was a, it was really popular on um, social media for a while, mm -hmm. and. 
it's basically, I was 280 pounds. I had like a 40 four inch waist or something like that me and my dad were sharing pants it was so embarrassing <laughs> but yes. i but with clothes on i just looked like a power lifter because i was still big yeah. upper body but big gut really big yeah gut. i had a big stomach and yeah, yeah and i just and i in my head i wasn't big like i wasn't overweight but then i started looking at like natural bodybuilding shows and stuff like that and then I was like, let me just try. Let's just see. I just, I just randomly said, I want to try and do bodybuilding because I was always reading these bodybuilding magazines. So I started working with somebody to help me with my nutrition. And six months later, I was 180 pounds. Holy and, crap. Yeah. Almost 100 pounds? Almost, yeah. yeah. Six, six months later, I was 180 pounds, competed and won my class on my first natural bodybuilding show. And was it a physique or was it? No, it was did you want, Oh, so you have the little... <laughs> yeah, I had, the, I had the pantyhose, the, the, yeah. the mankinis, the mankinis. Wow. Yeah. Can we, get, we need that. Uh, I'm going to ask him for all this so we can link it to the Insta story. Yeah. So you guys can get... All right, yeah. <laughs> Proof for a picture, it didn't happen. I want to see the mankinis. <laughs> exactly. Mankinis. Yeah, it's... Uh, but so I did... I, I competed and I did that. And then um, it, I, was, I was hooked from then. It, and the hardest part, I guess, after competing was you start to fall in these yo-yo dieting type deals where... You'll get lean and then you'll start eating bad again and gain weight back and then you'll diet real fast to get lean again. And I went through a long period of that to where I was really jacking up my body and my metabolism. I would get fat real quick. Well, let's not use the word fat. I would gain weight really quick and I would then want to do a show and then I'd start dieting hard again. And But I just stuck with it, learned my body, and now I think I competed when I was in that show when I was like 22 yeah, and now 29 and I'm planning to compete this year for my pro card in the NPC to try and get my pro card and uh, in men's physique now just because. So what keeps you like going for so long? Because that's it. Like everything you just described seems like a lot of people that have come into competing over like the last two and a half years to where like it's an accelerated course and they get burnt out. They'll, They'll do a show and then all of a sudden they try to eat normal again and they'll gain a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. And it's just mentally it jacks a lot of people up mm-hmm. to where um, they, may, they, may not, they may have went in with the intention of just getting a really nice physique. And then since, but they see all this improvement and they see this amazing body, then they want, obviously they might be competitive, they want to win as well. Yeah. And since they're going against maybe 20, 15, 20, 30 other amazing physiques, and they might not do well. They might not get first or second call-outs. Yeah. They feel defeated, yeah. in a sense, yeah, and then definitely. they don't ever come back. And so, yeah. like, what, for you, because I, I don't know how all your shows have gone, mm-hmm. but what, for you, keeps you coming back and to where you can have this positive mindset to keep it something to where, like, it is part of your life? Uh, for me... I tell them about the last show you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a perfect example. Well, I played sports my whole life, so once I stopped playing sports, I still have. I'm a very competitive person. I come from a very competitive family. We have screaming matches over (laughs) the dumbest things. Like they Google everything to prove each other wrong. Monopoly in our house is like a fight. Video games in our house is like (laughs) like one of us would always end up crying as a kid. Like it was always. that type of house and me this was a way for me to find my competitive outlet and also find a way for me to 
I was going to the gym already, enjoy what I was doing. And I guess the biggest thing that I've noticed that everybody's that that's making it hard for people, I guess, mm-hmm. is social media. I feel like the impact social media has on people because people are constantly looking at the best physiques all the time. Yeah, yeah. And they want to look like that. Mm-hmm. And when they're not looking like that, they're losing motivation. But those people they're looking at have been doing it. You know what I mean? You're yeah, seeing yeah. The, the end result most of the time yeah. of the hard work that they mm-hmm. went through. Yeah. So I feel like that's a major impact on a lot of people's psyches when it comes to this fitness world. And for instance, like me, if I do bad at a show, uh, and I like, for instance, my, my show I did, when did we do it? 2016, April. 2016, I did one of the biggest shows in Texas, me and Jordan here. The Ronnie Coleman, yeah. The we Ronnie, saw yeah. the same show. I know we never met while we were there, but yeah, I was there too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so we did that show. Yeah, that and, was a huge show. Oh my gosh. It was, like, it was the biggest show to date, like, as far as competitors. And, too many. And I got my butt kicked very bad. And I knew that going in, and I was mm-hmm. like, maybe, maybe I might do good, but no. I got my butt just hammered. And I left there feeling really defeated and you start kind of justifying it in your head like they don't know what they're talking about and this and that and then you see yourself and you're like yeah I I didn't deserve it and I told Jordan I've been telling her this I I don't remember when I said it but I was just like it didn't defeat me to where I was like I don't want to compete anymore it made me to where I was like I need to train harder to redeem myself yeah yeah so I competed again this past November the best I've ever looked and I won my class and that kind of reinvigorated like, okay, I'm doing what I'm doing is working. And the people at the show, I had really good feedback. A few people, Jordan was telling me what they were saying around saying like he could make it to that next level. And and that's legit. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, and the people that were saying it were like people that had clients in the show. Yeah. So they were trainers and I was just like, okay. And it kind of stimulated that fire, like, okay, because a part of you starts, you have to realize, you ha- you also have to realize, do I have the genetics to be good? Because right. genetics mm-hmm. plays a big part of it. Mm-hmm. So I just, that kind of lit that flame in my butt, and I'm going to compete one more time, and I want I want to try to get my pro card this year. It's just, I say the biggest thing is just don't compare yourself to anybody and just allow yourself time and enjoy the journey because everybody's trying to get that look tomorrow or yesterday everybody's trying to get that look yesterday (laughs) and it doesn't work like that my i'm just now getting to the point where i'm looking like i feel like really good Mm -hmm. and this is 10 years later right you know so just take your time and train hard they're not not everybody's genetic anomalies like like jordan no right right? here exactly yeah shoot the other day it was like when she was saying she was bloated, but she still had a six pack. Yeah, still, I was like, I wish I had an off day like that. The Quesarito right. destroyer <laughs> that has abs all the time. But see, that's where like I feel a little conflicted. I know we've talked about this in the past as well. Um, that like all all of these individuals, all these people on social media, looking at all of these amazing people, looking at pictures of Jordan like that I would take, or other pictures like especially. Like, for me as a photographer and videographer, and, like, for those of y'all who look at, like, the stuff on Halio, uh, we, 
meaning like myself, I'll shoot a lot of that content. Mm-hmm. And so, but for me, I try to always, I try to make it more about, uh, without seeming too corny or cliche, like about the art. It's about, it's not about making a sexy photo. For it's sure. not about the skin. It's about highlighting the physique. And then on top of that, the most important thing is the apparel and making the person wearing it and making sure it looks good on them. Because, I mean, oh, you don't want to have apparel that just doesn't look good. Like, it doesn't fit on the right person. No, yeah. looks like a box. Well, but, but for me, internally, there's times where, like, I do feel a little conflicted because I'm, I feel like I'm also contributing to this, like, social media society where I'm taking p- amazing pictures where Jordan might, like, diet down for, like, a week. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why, because <laughs> you, do, you do have, well, you, you have really freak genetics. I do. And I do. so, but let's, there's other individuals, so we won't use Jordan. There's other individuals that I've shot in the past to where they'll, they'll, uh. Sorry, microphone fell. But, uh. They'll diet down like they won't. I'll ask them to shoot, and like I have some free time like this coming weekend. They're like, "Yeah, I'd love to. Can you give me like four to six weeks?" Yeah. And so like they'll diet down for four to six weeks, and then we'll shoot, and then these amazing photos and video might go up. And but the thing is, when everyone looks at these, these photos and videos over and over and over again, like that's what they're going to reference as this person. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And, and yeah, so they, know they had to diet for a month. For yeah. the photo shoot. First. For for an hour and a half photo shoot. Yeah. And so like that's where like yeah, I feel it's important that everyone just love their body and not chase this social media success and fame and like just have a healthy body. And and, 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 real, and realize that all these people that you see, I've met a lot of these fitness people, you just it's all of them have just as much insecurities and problems with their bodies than they they they're just like everybody else. Yeah, they they have just as much stress, if not more stress. Like I've I've never after a show and then that little show weight gain you have from being real lean, that's very hard to accept mentally from looking your best and then two weeks later looking completely different. So it's just people who are in shape don't have it to where it's like they're just living life easy all the time. No. I don't, it's it's a it's a misconception too. They stress out. And think about their body probably twice as much. Right. Yeah. Especially people who are in the the limelight. That, the ones that are making their li- their income, yeah. their their salaries based off of this, where yeah. they are pretty strict. Like I know um, Heidi, or everyone knows her as Buff Bunny. Like she does have freak genetics. Mm-hmm. Like she can sit there have donuts and some hot pockets, mm-hmm. and then like you're gonna look at her and like she has amazing flat abs. And so like there are all those anomalies. But at the same time, there's the other individuals and friends like my roommate, Lexi, Mm -hmm. to where she can look amazing. But the thing is, the second she even looks at something from Bill Miller's, like she's she's starting to bloat. Yeah. And so Hispanic genes, man. (laughs) Got me, too. But um, yeah, it's yeah, it's a struggle. And yeah, and I feel like it it is stressful for them. And like I Mm -hmm. like living with Lexi. There's days um, to where, like, she doesn't necessarily feel confident enough to post something, but at the same time, like, she knows that's a ridiculous mindset because, mm-hmm. like, everyone's not following her for her body. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and so, yeah, it's a challenge. It, it definitely is. And the, the, the one thing I had to learn was when you're around those people that are those exceptions to the rule, you start to. You, you, it can definitely dwindle down your confidence or it could just be like, man, why can't I be like that? Like when me and Jordan first started dating, I was lean. And two months later, 
I gained about 20 pounds and she stayed the same. And we were just eating, <laughs> we were eating bad that food. Comfortable, that yeah. comfortable part of the relationship. Well, we were eating yeah. bad food every day, yeah. in and out. Buffalo Wild Wings every day. We were yeah. just eating out, going out. I looked completely different two months later, and then she just looked exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, this isn't going to I can't keep going like this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's always been weird when people ask me, like, you know, how I eat and how I train and, like, how do I have abs, which I feel like I don't even compare to how I looked, like, when I was prepping or anything. But, I mean, I feel bad but I have to explain to them, like, I literally had abs since fifth grade. And I'm mm-hmm. not bragging. Like, my body was a pole. I was a pole. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't even gain weight. Yeah. I used to have to eat, like, I literally in seventh grade, someone said I was, like, a two by four. Mm-hmm. And it pissed me off. So I, like, ate, like, five peanut butter sandwiches a day. Mm-hmm. And, like, tried to do a bunch of, like, squats and leg lifts and weird stuff. Like, yeah. I hated being so skinny. Mm-hmm. And now, like, that I'm older and I've learned how to put on muscle and my body has put on fat in all the right areas. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just like, that's just my body. Yeah. And And you'd understand it if you saw her father. Her father, (laughs) literally, the skinny arms, skinny Mm -hmm. face, skinny legs, and a little bit of a stomach. No, he has a, like a, bubble. He's got kind of like a gut, but you can still see like the ab outline (laughs) on his stomach. And he eats so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect blood markers. He tells us all the time. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, my blood's good. I'm I'm always good. And whenever I go visit their family, I gain like 20 pounds because her dad's (laughs) just like, let's get chicken tonight. Let's get pizza. Let's get this. And I'm just like... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's literally just my family. Like my my, my dad's mom had... Mm -hmm. 11 children and was like 80 pounds i mean the tiniest wow. yeah. like a skeleton she was probably way underweight like she was a skeleton had 11 kids like that's, that's just, just my genetics you yeah, know yeah. and so i mean well, i'm sure it's just like kai green and phil heath and the rest of them um to where yes they are massive and huge but like they do have to have really good genetics for their body to respond yeah look like, at them when they were 18 yeah, it was they were freaks. Natural. They were they were yeah, freaks they were as natural insane. bodybuilders. They were they were freaks. Like they would still became pro. Kai yeah. Green became pro natural. Like yeah. all those guys were freaks. Ronnie Coleman, all the greats, all the people you see, the top people in the world, those are all genetic freaks. Yeah, and so and I know we have a lot more like female following than the male following right now. So a good reference like for me personally is uh, Heidi or Buff Bunny used to be my roommate back in the day. Back like years ago and so like when she lived with me she never worked out and so I introduced her to the gym mm-hmm. and, like in a period of a month of going to the gym like she had toned shoulders she, mm-hmm. her legs were just responded really gen- well yeah just instantly and it was it just her genetics but like and then I'm when I moved away as and this when she gained all that weight that she did uh, and I wouldn't say that she definitely wasn't overweight. She was just just bad nutrition. And then she stopped going to the gym. And so actually, she stopped going to the gym when she lived with me because the place where she worked, um, the guys would pick on her some because they never went to the gym once. They weren't very fit or athletic. Mm-hmm. And so since it like it hurt her feelings and it made her feel insecure, she just stopped going altogether. Oh wow! But long story short, she eventually got into a relationship that introduced her back into fitness. And yeah, just by her touching a five-pound dumbbell, right. her body responds to it very well. Well, when you're naturally skinny mm-hmm. and you don't have a lot of body fat yeah. and you start lifting weights, your yeah. muscles are going to start popping. Well, you just see the results no faster. Fa- there's no yeah. fat over it. So yeah, yeah you're, if you start 
doing a bunch of like dumbbell curls and you have no fat on your arms whatsoever and your little bicep starts to pump up like you're gonna see it faster than someone who has like fat over it it's just yeah. it's just genetics and like people like you said they look on social media and they see all these people and i mean you don't know someone's genetics or how they started mm -hmm. or, and it just like or how many years like it's taken them to look like that you know so it's just there's so much that how goes many surgeries <laughs> it's just and it's yeah. proper it's just it all comes down to nutrition and working out yeah. no matter what even the genetic freaks still have to put in the work they can just be a little bit more lax on the diet usually yeah but they're still putting in they're still grinding just as much work as everybody else so so jordan for you yes griff what what's your nine to five look like so i like i already have all the answers to this but for those who don't know like what do you do yeah, right now sure. um so i am active duty army and i work in a research facility that does combat related research so nice. um, basically all of our research is to design better products and treatment for people who are injured in combat so tourniquets combat gauze um, yeah. blood products stuff like that like right now um, I don't even know like what I'm allowed to say, but basically like right now, don't say too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to say like too many details, but like we're testing different drugs that mm -hmm. already exist just to see yeah. how, um, when someone goes through like a blast gets exploded and like with an IED or something, um, drugs to keep people's blood pressure up and to treat them better for shock. And if they lose a bunch of blood and the whole thing, like. Um, we're testing different drugs right now. So um, did you know that you're going to be getting into any of this when you join the army? Oh or is this Absolutely and, not. And I had no idea. And so, <laughs> like, to you, is this, like, a pleasant surprise? Or you just sort of, you enjoy it, but, like, I guess, tell me sort of where you're at with your mindset. Because, it, I mean, this all sounds really amazing. Right. And, like, it might not necessarily every day, because I understand science isn't, like... It's a slow, like, yeah. research, mm -hmm. so it's a lot yeah. of slow progress, but... But how do you feel about, like, being on the front end... Oh, something like that. I'm like so honored to have been able to work for a research facility like this. It's it's really weird. I, I joined the army to be a lab tech, which, oh my gosh, in the recruiter's office when they played me the lab tech video, it looked like so boring. It was from yeah. the 70s. Everyone had on these yeah. goggle glasses and was they were looking under microscopes and just looked so boring. But they were like, it's worth college credits, which is one of the reasons I joined the army was because my first year of college, I just was so undecided and I just wanted something that was gonna be worth college at some point, so they did, said- Did the video have disco music in the background? It should have, honestly. <laughs> like it really should have. Yeah. The big curly fro hair and like yeah. the weird goggle glasses was like all I could see, but um, yeah. So basically I joined knowing it was worth college credits. They told me I might be able to go to Hawaii for like my phase two, my clinical portion, mm -hmm. which actually happened. So yeah. sometimes recruiters don't lie. Right. <laughs> you know, that's right. But it was just like by, I don't know, God's grace and luck and just the stars aligning that I did end up going to Hawaii. And then when I heard I was coming to Texas to work in this research unit, I really had no idea what to expect, but she didn't want to come to Texas. No, I didn't. I was in no, Hawaii. In Hello. Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, to me, it's just amazing because I know a lot of people have seen war movies, and there's always the person screaming medic. And or right. if you've seen like Band of Brothers from HBO back in the day, um, and just the whole method that they went through to take care of like wounds and injuries oh and stuff, and compared to where it's at now, yeah. and how many more lives that you could actually save oh, um, because of these yeah. these 
I guess, the science um, is, like, it just blows my mind. It's insane. It's a whole new different battlefield. I see, like, the researchers coming up with and doing and getting to even play a part in it is just so weird. Like, I'm, I'm so honored to work there, and it's... It's going to be so cool saying, like, when I move on out of the military or wherever I work after, just yeah. to say that I got to work there for yeah. a few years. Like, it looks amazing because it's we've done so many amazing things I mean, there. you're potentially impacting so many lives. And, I mean, you're, like, saving future lives. And that, to me, is just amazing. Like, right now for, like, what I do with my photography, sometimes um, I don't see the dividends. Like, a lot of times when I did my combat photography um, and the pictures just get sent off, they don't get published, and they go to, like, the Pentagon or wherever, mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to see an immediate payout. Like it could be a couple months later that some person sees something and then they right. end up funding like this fob or this little uh, podunk place in the middle of nowhere and giving them money to actually build up to where you can have um, a bathroom, where you can have like wow. the normal just things to survive. Right. And, based on um, your pictures you're saying. Yeah, based on, yeah, based yeah. on the, the pictures or videos that I would take and send in because um, we all know, like, yeah, with the government, things don't just happen overnight a lot of times. Right. Um, but knowing that, yes, like, after I leave here, I may not see it, but this could help yeah. a lot of people's lives for the better when they do come here and they do have to operate yeah. and do their jobs. Have you ever taken pictures, like, in an active, like, war zone? Um, like, in an engagement, yeah. stuff like that. Um, mm, where like people are actually firing. And firing yeah, I haven't. I haven't been. No, I haven't been in a situation like person like you see in the movies like that. Um, but I've done a lot of reconnaissance stuff. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of stuff where um, you're looking for weapon caches. Uh, you're um, like there's been spy work. Oh, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, <laughs> Griffin's a spy. Griffin's yeah. a spy. Griffin's <laughs> a spy. <laughs> That's not, no, but um. But there's plenty. It, um, so, I, like, there was other times where they launched mortars at us, and like, I've had plenty of things. Uh, not plenty. There's been uh, a few times where stuff has blown up fairly close to where we would right. be at. Yeah. Um, but it wouldn't be a firefight just because they were so far yeah. away. It's one of those things to where they'll launch. They'll literally they'll launch something, and the second that they launch, they're taking off and running because they know that we have assets. Yeah. In the in the air, that probably would have seen them, and it's going to be a bad day. Um, Thank so, God, right? Uh, yeah. Um, so I feel like that'd be an interesting, like, type of photography. Like, how mentally it would affect you if you had to do like, um, like wounds, like actual yeah. people getting it's, like. Well, wounded. I've done, yeah, and I see, I've I've done stuff like that. Um, to where um, there's a lot of mishaps. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like I don't want to go into too much detail, but people that. They end up losing their lives because they weren't following proper safety protocol, and wow. I have to go take pictures of the scene. Wow. And, um, or let's say um, there's aircraft that go down um, just because of the environment, and I'm brought out to the location, and I have to document the scene, and I have to go in um, with a certain mindset that this is just work. Um, that, yes, um, these, yeah. I mean, it's just, I get it. yeah. yeah. And, but you, and you definitely have to, uh, de- you have to find a way to decompress afterwards yeah, most um, because, and it's not for everybody uh, but the thing is I like what I tell myself too is I need to 
do this to the best of my ability so they can reconstruct the scene so when they put it together for a report, they can uh, talk to their, these people's family members, um, their loved ones, and yeah. give them an accurate, as close to an accurate depiction of what happened here as possible so everyone can heal and, right. and move on. Mm -hmm. um, and on top of that, they can sort of see what went wrong and make sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting, and it definitely it can change you. But um, I don't like for me, um, I don't feel like it's uh, impacting me in a negative way. I just feel like it's showing me that as long as you go in with support with the people around you and a healthy mindset, then you are capable to deal with it and move definitely. on. And it's it, mm -hmm. it won't leave. At least for me, I don't have. PTSD from it. I don't have anything like that. It's yeah. just, uh, it just, it's hard, and I deal with it, and then move on. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting job to have in the military that most people don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really understand what fully goes into it. I feel like that's every job, though. There's so many different things you well, can do. Well, in the military, they're sort job. of like, this is your job, and this is also what you're going to be doing. And, <laughs> right. hey, you're, you're not doing anything. You come over here and you do this, right. too. Yeah, yeah sometimes yeah. I'm like, am I even qualified to be doing this? <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, this is not exactly. my job. You're just available. Yeah, I'm you're a breathing body. <laughs> able-bodied human that exists yeah. in that unit. Well, so. low on the totem pole, so yeah. pretty much it's <laughs> yes, sir, yes, ma'am. Yes, right. how high? How high do you want me to jump? Yes, exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah but I really, I love my unit, and I'm... I will be actually sad to leave, even though I was dreading coming. I'll be sad yeah. to leave here for sure. That's good. I think that's a lot of, I think no matter if you're inside or outside of the military, like there's a lot of bases, yes, that are in locations where that are not ideal. Like I just mm -hmm. went to South Dakota um, this last weekend uh, t for some work, and like they do have bases and stuff and throughout yeah. North and South Dakota, and um, it's just they're not ideal. And, like especially yeah. with the weather condition, there's really not much going on. Well, we're going to Virginia. What I mean, <laughs> that's not that's I mean, and it's like a real rural. <laughs> Small town, from what we hear, Virginia. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get a whole different lifestyle compared yeah. to Texas. Oh my gosh, yeah. it's gonna be so different. But but I think that I think it just comes down to that, like the positive mindset, seeing what is available there, and taking yeah. advantage of the culture. Yeah, we'll have fun. Well, I, I, I told Jordan, I was like, I don't mind because I've moved so many times with my father being in the military, mm -hmm. so we moved a lot. And I like going to different places. It's just yeah, it's fun. It's it's it hard changed. to get excited about somewhere that I don't know much about. So I know yeah. once we get there and explore, yeah. it'll be fine. We can make a Pinterest board. <laughs> you know, we can start pinning up activities. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. day might goes on Pinterest. We just go on Yelp, and then we look at all I don't the, feel like the top Pinterest, restaurants. Do a lot of guys get on Pinterest? No, and <laughs> me me admitting that yeah. so openly. I mean, I'm I think I'm in a safe place here. Yeah, I think I'm oh, not gonna have yeah. much judgment. I didn't know you, got, the do you actually the, go on Pinterest. I, I do actually what have. Is it for? Yeah. Like, you don't even have a Pinterest? How are you asking? I'm probably I'm the oldest one at this table, and you're asking <laughs> you're asking me what Pinterest is. I mean, it's is. like crafts and ideas. It's anything and everything. Yeah, it's any like you hear about Pinterest fails, like especially for desserts and stuff. Right. Where, like moms would try to make cupcakes for their kid's birthday, and it's supposed to look like a minion, but now it just looks like a melted big bird. Right. Or oh, her friend did that. Her friend tried to do yeah. one of those Christmas trees <laughs> yeah. that you design on the wall. Yeah. And she took a picture yeah, of the one she did. A Pinterest fail. Yeah. yeah. It looked bad. Those are, Kelly, those are, Kelly, it looked bad. <laughs> don't shout her out. Oh, no. said, what's her Kelly. What's her Instagram name? Oh, I don't even know. Uh, don't I everyone don't know. tell her uh, better luck next time. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so no, it's a place. Yeah, you can just 
you can literally, it's like a cork board. You can pin whatever great ideas or concepts. For me, I look up uh, places in Texas for like locations for photo shoots. Oh, I didn't know it so was like I don't, location and like activity based. I, I mean, yeah, it can be, yeah, it can literally be cooking. anything. Oh, that's primarily what hair I think it's ideas, known for. Like, yeah, ideas. I mean, I don't have much hair, so it wouldn't be much <laughs> use. But, um, yeah, so like, because a lot of individuals will already have stuff picked out for like Texas, like watering holes and, uh, waterfalls and mm -hmm. stuff like that to where I'm like, oh, this is, it makes it easier to find these amazing spots compared to just Googling it and clicking for like an hour or two hours. That's how we looked up our, our uh, wedding cake ideas. On Pinterest? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. you actually did that. Well, I, See, I, Googled, that. I, yeah. I Googled wedding cakes and it said Pinterest wedding cakes and I just clicked it. Yeah. I don't actually have a Pinterest because I think it's an app too, right? It's, I think it, wow, wow, we are really, I think we're going to be losing <laughs> a lot of people. It's, um, we're not creative people. No, it's, I think it'll be beneficial for your trip. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, now that I know it has locations. I yeah, feel like I it's another it's, thing, we, now it's another form of social media that you're going to yeah, well, take on. That's just, yeah. It's not social media. I mean, and, and it's, it can be. It can be. Well, yeah. we're not going to make it into that. We're not going to make it. For <laughs> yeah. Ideas for our life. A personal, like personal yeah. life stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but. Um, but yeah, that's my nine to five. That's my job. So what, I guess, what, are you going to stay in? Or I, do you know what you want to do? Or is this something that we probably shouldn't talk about? And have, and have <laughs> no. Open? I mean, I'm, I like to make small plans, but I never make huge plans for my Long life. Long term. But, yeah. yeah. I feel like all the plans I've ever made have never gone like I thought mm -hmm. they would. Surprise. And yeah. <laughs> since I like am a person of faith, like I do believe that God always has a plan and his plan always has worked out better than mine. And my life has just kind of happened regardless of what I've tried to make plan will of it. For it. Yeah. yeah. So I make small plans. I definitely don't want to stay in. I reenlisted for just a couple more years. Mm -hmm. And then after Virginia I do want to use my GI Bill, yeah. and since I can go to any school, like where would you like to go? I want to. I want to go to California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we want to go to California, and uh, depending so. on a few factors, right? Because well, it is California. It's, it yeah, is it's expensive. Super, that's it, where Kelly's is at, California. though. And that, yeah, for those of y'all who probably know, like Kelly is the other half or the other part of Helio mm -hmm. that they, they, who helped bring all this together, and so that's where she's currently located. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll see. I mean, you do. It's the one time I can pick wherever I want to go and have them pay for my housing yeah. and my school. And so I just want to find a good school and a good place for us. And we'll see. I kind of like the idea of Colorado too. I love Colorado, and that's why I, I was about would to love add. Colorado. Yeah. I, I feel like you look like a Colorado like, guy. Yeah, other, <laughs> other than the elevation, like yeah. making me crawl to you know get to my knees and crawl. But if I can get past that and get acclimated, mm -hmm. I no I. Uh, I think out of all the places I've been in the world, like I've been super lucky and the Air Force has bring me around the world a couple times. There's only about two or three places that I've been to where I could see myself settling down and living long term. I feel like everything else is like a vacation spot. Okay. Um, and so Texas, I do love Texas. I don't care about the heat. A lot of people, mm -hmm. yes, it does get hot, but like I grew up on it in North Carolina, <clears throat> and then, like, I lived in South Carolina for a couple years, and being in, like, 103-degree weather at, a, like, a 1,000% humidity is disgusting. Yeah, it's the worst. And so I'd rather be here where it might be 120 degrees, but, but I'm fine with that. It has a lot of humidity in San Antonio. Not compared, Not to, compared to other places. Yeah, compared to Charleston. Oh Charleston, it literally feels like you can eat the air. 
I feel like, like it's so here, thick. But, I mean, no, but it's it's so. different. Like uh, in Houston, and mm-hmm. it's different. It's yeah. more it's more humid when I yeah. go to Houston and like Beaumont area too. Yeah. I wonder. It's it's weird. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 rough. And so Texas one, yeah, Colorado, Colorado Springs or Denver. Yeah. Either either one of them, and yeah, then because they get in Colorado Springs, they get what three hundred and ten or three hundred plus sun, uh, days of sun, like wow. clear really? skies and Where sunny at? days here Colorado in Colorado Springs. Springs. Oh. It's over 300 days out of the year, just sunny days. I might have to move there then. Right? And the thing is, it might say like it's 40 degrees out, but the thing mm-hmm. is, since you're so high up and closer to the sun, it's warm. It's, it's warm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've de- definitely talked about Colorado, and um, I actually tried to re-enlist for there, but yeah. long story short, <laughs> uh, yeah, there was no spots in any of the good bases that I wanted, so. Yeah. Only I'll only be in Virginia for two years, so yeah. September twenty eighteen to September. I think you'll really enjoy the food over there, the East Coast food. I mean, I'm from um, Ohio, so I feel like I mean I'm only seven hours from my hometown in Virginia. I mean, it's a good like weekend trip potentially, yeah, but definitely. I mean, it, the thing like Virginia is is pretty unique in its own sense. Um, Ohio is. Ohio, like in my personal experience, when I would go up there mm-hmm. <clears throat> and work with uh, Sammy with Petula, like it's like a melting pot. What? And of to what? me, of, of like of people and food and oh and everything. At least from like when I was there, and then also. Oh, she lives uh, in Columbus. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Columbus, where Ohio State is, is yeah. definitely a melting pot. Okay. Where I'm from some, is definitely not. You, definitely. You can't compare where you're from though to like Cleveland and Columbus, so. You're, you're yeah, like, no, that's what I'm saying. No, yeah, I know. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. So what, how would you, so if, they, if they're a melting pot, if they are like uh, Chipotle, well, no, that's probably, we're that's like, not good. And they're like Jack in the Box where they have tacos, corn dogs, which, hamburgers. Which, which part? Her part? Like Columbus. Or your, oh, Columbus okay. is like a melting pot. Where would you like? So just, there's just not a lot of diversity and I'll just no. leave it at that. Okay. Like, She's very, like a Subway it yeah, she's like, like a, a subway. subway that only sells turkey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That's what I was looking turkey for. Turkey only yeah. subway. <laughs> Man, not even a Jimmy John's. Okay. Yeah. No, right. uh, do we, have, uh, we might have a Jimmy John's, but. I, mean, no. I, didn't, I didn't see one. I didn't see one. <laughs> yeah, it just, it's not a place of diversity yeah. at all. And yeah. So that's one of the main reasons that I did have to leave. Because yeah. Because it's just a, it's just a small town type place where everybody just has the same mindset and there's not a lot to do there's not Mm -hmm. a lot of economic growth there's not a lot of opportunity and there's just not a lot of different kinds of people and culture and I just like had to get out of that just Mm -hmm. being you know who I am and needing you wanted something more yes I Mm -hmm. just needed something yeah and I like for me I I feel like where I grew up, there was a melting pot. Like I grew up in a Marine Corps town, and so it's pretty much Make like sure a mixture. Of of, yeah, and um, but the thing is, like, it, there really wasn't anything else to do there. And like, there was a strip club across the street from my high school where our English teacher <laughs> got in trouble because he was the DJ. Uh, no, she she was she was a stripper. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh my and then gosh. the vice yeah the vice wow. principal happened to go in, I guess, to in his off time and saw her there, and then oh, uh, they. Uh, gave her the compromise you can teach or you can do this but then once it got out you know that she did that i don't know how how that could it gets not out. get out it's right across the street i mean i guess you she was doing it for a while and never got out i don't know i mean i'm sure it wasn't that like <laughs> gave her a tan 
Enrique Everton. The varsity Blues. All right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, and so there really wasn't much there other than that. Like, it was a nice, good people, melting pot. I enjoyed myself. But if I were to stay there, I'd probably still be a pizza delivery boy today. Right. Just as much not, as I enjoyed it when I was 17, yeah, I don't think, you know, as a 30-plus-year-old guy. You'd be uh, managing the pizza delivery. You know, probably, yeah, maybe. <laughs> just goals, life goals. Yeah. And uh, my own little franchise at Little Caesars. What, you worked um, at Little Caesars? At first, yeah, even that's when I still had delivery. That shows you how, yeah, yeah. how aged Griff is. Right, we don't exactly, even have yes. delivery anymore. Right, and now we have uh, women's apparel. So, yeah. you right. know, we've all come a long ways. <laughs> Pre $5 pizza. Exactly. You know, that killed, that killed it. Um, you're going to bring me back and I'm going to become sad. So, <laughs> we're going to. We'll go, uh, but anyways, yeah, that's why I joined the Air Force. Um, yeah, just uh, because I didn't want to go to college. Um, I wasn't ready for college. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, I was actually, if I, I was either going to join the Air Force or if I went to college because my buddy, he was a cheerleader at Western Carolina. Oh, wow. And he's like, hey, uh, we actually need the person that did the mascot, the catamount, like he's gone. We actually need someone to be the mascot for the school. You were the mascot? I was, that was my debate. I was either going to go to Western Carolina and be the catamount or I was going to join the Air Force. <laughs> Between those two? When you're, when you're a 17 year old kid and you get to hang out with the cheerleaders and the dance squad, like that, so, that isn't in, that, that's enticing. So you're going to be the mascot. At a college, yeah, but not go to the college. No, I would. No, I would have went to college. Okay, because oh, I was yeah. like, that'd been well, weird. Well, you didn't say that, <laughs> yeah. Griff. You needed to yeah, that, that Go to college. Well, I mean, it's got two different things. Not I mean, just be the mascot. Be the mascot. Oh, I mean, I felt like that was the most important part. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and the fact that that was even my mindset as a seventeen-year-old, like debating, Air like, Force my, or my and I would have took whatever classes because I would just took some random stuff. But I was like, I got to hang out with. Uh, you know, the the prettiest girls at the school mm-hmm. 24-7. Yeah, they just love and, the mascot. You know, they... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that guy just has so many exactly. girls crawling at his feet. You know, uh, I mean, it, yes. Friend-zoned automatically. And, <laughs> and so I think, um, yeah, I blindly and luckily fell into the Air Force. Luckily. And, uh, yes. and, here, yeah, and here we are today. But um, a new man, a new man, Air Force man, right? Twelve years strong. Twelve years strong. Um, but yeah, I think that's it's interesting. It's interesting to see like where we all come from and where we're at now, and sort of like because of the kind of people that we are, we we're sort of not only attracted to other individuals that are like-minded, but at the same time, uh, we're all very positive, and I think that gets us to where. We want to go, and there's a sense of fulfillment in that. Definitely. Energy, man. Energy. Yeah. Positive energy. You can tell when you're around someone who doesn't have positive energy. Right. And it really can bring someone down negativity. So we try to, in our household, we're trying to be better about just constantly being positive because when one of us is negative, it throws off the balance of everything. Oh, yeah. it, it, it can and if kill you apply it, yeah. that to life, everybody knows that guy that they're just like, man, I love to be around that guy. He's always happy. He's always energetic. He's mm-hmm. always positive. Everybody yeah. knows that guy, but yeah. it's never us. Like, you're right. all, we're always saying it. So we want to try to be oh, those yeah, that, people. Oh, yeah, no, that is me. That's me at work 
Everybody not when she wakes up. Right? <laughs> Maybe not always. Don't, no. Don't be fooled. See, but I know. At work. No, I, I like to be that person see, for sure. I've always admired those people. I know exactly what you're saying because I, I look at individuals like that, and I was like, why? One, yeah, why can't I be the morning person? Because I'm not. Like I'm not, I feel like I, yeah. I, I'm a very driven person. I can be very positive, and I can see the glass half full and just about anything. Um, but no matter what, and especially even being in the military for 12 years, I'm not a morning person. No. Nothing's changed no, from the very beginning of time. No. And so, like at work, they know really probably not to have any discussions <laughs> with me until probably around nine, which may seem excessive. But yeah. after that, I'm all, I'm all, you know, steam ahead. Yeah. I'm good to go. I mean, but I see other individuals, and they come in, and it's like just them waking up in the morning is the best thing ever it's, right. it's like it's christmas day like they had pizza they had carbless pizza carbless and they're like pizza. you know and it was just it, it was amazing carbless pizza. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's guilt-free um yeah but i just so yeah and but on top of that it's like them just being positive or just that person in general being positive that you get energy off of and i'm like and yeah, i'm the same way i try to i've trained myself to be like i feel like i I should be that person. It's I hard. Like. It's hard. It's mm -hmm. definitely you have to be aware of your thought process at all times because I think the people that are like that are have just been like that their entire lives and they've just been known for that. But to yeah. try and switch yourself to that, it's where it's very hard because you find yourself feeling down or angry and it's like you'll sometimes fall and stay in that mood just because it's so much easier than to try to become positive in yeah. situations like I, that's why i feel like it's it's what's there's like a saying behind that like um what is what's it uh <laughs> it's like um <laughs> You're it's like off. misery loves company or something yes. like that yeah yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah it's so much easier to just feel sad or sorry for yourself or whatever than to step out of your comfort zone and actually yeah. turn it to a positive there's always something that you could I guess find to complain about whether mm -hmm. it's like the traffic or just some some tiny stressful thing of that happened to you during the day, but it's... It, it's all irrelevant. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a light, it's a slight detour from going where you want to go and where you want to be. Because, yeah, a lot of what we have now, and I think with traveling around the world, you really get to see, like, we are in this big bubble. And a lot of it is, yeah, first world problems. Oh, I always stuff. say and, uh, that. I'm always yeah. like, oh, wow, my charger is, like, too short to reach mm -hmm. to my bed when I'm laying down. Like, first world problems. Or, wow, I have to sit in traffic for, like, five extra minutes because someone was in a car accident. Yeah. But I'm thinking about myself, you know? It's yeah. like, it's just silly. Yeah. We're just so, we're just, we don't even know. That's what, when I went to Guatemala in 2013 and saw how the people, like, some of the people were living there. Like, mm -hmm. It's just so humbling. Getting to experience that has changed how I look at my whole life. Yeah. I'll never complain about certain things ever again. Just seeing... Do you feel like, do y'all feel like that should be something to where, um, like I know certain countries force their youth to like join the military for one to two or three years. Do you feel like that would be beneficial? I know it'd be impossible, but to send our youth to a foreign country, a third world country for like, even like two weeks. I think it'd be beneficial to force our youth to join the military. Right. Yeah. I mean, I it, it changed me forever. To be honest, I think if they develop a system to where if your grades weren't at a certain point, you'd be forced to go into the military. Yeah. I think that would be a very good way to teach the youth how to be more productive or whatever. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just, a, it teaches you how to be, um, more responsible. It teaches well, you how respectable to be too. a lot yeah. of, a lot of the manners and just how people treat each other nowadays are starting to be lost. 
Yeah. And I can see it. Yeah. And I feel like the military, growing up in a military family, I'm very respectful towards, like, older people. And just in mm-hmm. general, I'm respectful until you break that barrier like Griff has multiple times. <laughs> hey. um, but uh, <laughs> but I think that would be cool. Like, And then you'd have these, you'd have kids who knew I have to keep my grades up. And then you have kids that would just accept going to the military. And going to the military would definitely change your life. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. there's just, as good as it sounds, there's just some people who are not made for the military. Well, true. I mean, yes. It's but not the, yeah, but I mean, possible for some that to this, Yeah, that to the side. I still think, like, if uh, they did one enlistment. Obviously, like, if you find out, like, all right, this person wouldn't be well-suited for a career... Well, like what you if let, they just aren't even suited to be in in the first place? Like, there's people who didn't make it through yeah. our basic training because they just don't get it. Well, it would change. It would have. It would change. Yeah. It would change. At the beginning, I feel like it would be the hard part. Mm-hmm. But once it got into the society where people knew, yeah. those kids would probably do better in school. True. Ones. Yeah. And the, well, the thing is, like for me too. Like I was not like an all-star, brand new airman into the air force when I joined. Did you I was, try to fight? One of your drill sergeants? Well, I mean, it's not. Like, uh, I mean, there are some people yeah, who are Yes, there were. Yeah, there's exactly. always going to be unique situations just because we all come from different backgrounds. And right. so I think there would, still be, there would still be a percentage of people that make it difficult and the process wouldn't necessarily even work for them. But it's still like for a mass majority to where, like for me, I was a very average or a subpar kid in school because I didn't feel like challenging myself. I got good enough grades to where my parents didn't bother me um, and I didn't get held back or anything else. I second that. I was that guy too. And uh, <laughs> but the thing, and if I was threatened to like, yeah, below a certain GPA, if I didn't, you know, if I got below this, then I would be joining the military. Like after school, my plans would be decided for me, so they could instill in me certain traits that we have today for those of us who've taken the military seriously, or right. or for those that have grown up and have our parents instill it in us as well. Um, that would be a huge factor on how we look at things, and we take a lot more responsibility. I feel like the youth would take. Uh, a lot more proactive approach in certain things, and uh, if not, like they would get educated. And that's the thing is, like even for the military today, with it being all volunteer, there's still other certain individuals that volunteer, no one forces them, and they still end up jacking up the process. And yeah, they're a bad egg. And so, but that, just with the the huge volume, when we have hundreds of thousands of people in, like there's gonna be some bad eggs. I'm not uh, saying that that's acceptable. I'm just saying just by the sheer number, um, it's just it's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I just don't think it would work. I just don't agree with you guys. I, I just mean, think I think yeah. people would. We live in a world of free speech in America, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you you can have that opinion and be okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Even though you're wrong. <laughs> oh my but so I guess uh, like I just want to say that this has been amazing. Like so we yeah and uh. And I definitely want to do this again, but I think we could probably wrap it up here. And I think I'll get even more practice next time how we can segue this to a closeout. Yeah, and not sure. talk about it. But <laughs> um, no, I just want to thank you all for like just making the time to come over today to do this. Thank you, thank you for having us. <laughs> oh my I know we've been talking about this for a while, and I do think like it is sort of perfect timing that it has been delayed, so we could, as we start to introduce the the men's stuff and uh, sort of like our collaborations and giving back to the world um, through our brand. Um, but uh, I know for everyone listening. I know we'll see a lot more of Jordan. Um, she's going to continue to give her workout clips for everyone. And yes, like it's going to be, 
I think really important uh, everyone's feedback. Like you can message Jordan specifically, or you can DM the Halio Instagram uh, yes, account and let us know if like you want to see upper body thing, if you want to see complete body, if you want to see like a whole like in depth thing. Right. Um, and then too, I know we didn't talk about this real quick before we close it out. Um, do you all have like your YouTube? Like, do you have a couple's YouTube channel? So we do. We haven't uploaded anything recently because yeah. we've just been, we'll record something and we don't like the quality of it or just it's just not vibing well. Yeah. Or just, like, yeah. I don't think people will respond the best to it. So, but it is MJ Adventures because he's Mike and I'm Jordan. So MJ, you know, yeah, Michael yeah. Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we are, we want to add more stuff to it. We just want mm -hmm. to make better, like, videos i don't want to just throw anything on there so so and that's something that like i would like to ask y'all to do definitely go check them out go uh type it in the youtubes and uh look it up and give them some feedback let them know like what you liked or what you potentially like to see more from them and uh help like give some feedback so they can create some more because yeah, it's pretty awesome. awesome and i know i'm definitely motivated by when i hear stuff from y'all and like i think it helps give us more of a purpose from like the stuff that we want to create yeah, for um sure. But yeah, I guess uh, we'll we'll leave it here. And again, thanks, you guys. Yeah, it's been so fun, and we can't wait to yeah. talk to you guys some more. I hope you enjoyed listening to my husband chat it up. Yeah, this is the most he's talked our whole relationship. Didn't even, so. I didn't even get started. <laughs> right? Even <laughs> hey, we know that's not true. Apparently, and, uh, we didn't even crack the surface. So. All right, and so we're gonna do more of these. And um, I know uh, he'll be back for sure. And we're going to have a lot more random topics, but, uh, definitely, um, I'll have a post for this for Instagram. Let us know what you'd like to hear more of, um, or other things. And, uh, we'll definitely do that for you. Yeah. Stay tuned for our uh, launch coming up. And on the next podcast, searching for Bigfoot continues. <laughs> on that note, uh, y'all enjoy the rest of your uh, day and, uh, we'll see you next time.